0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Bro's podcast. I am Cheese Pro Jonathan. I am joined, as always, by Cheese Pro Andrew. What's up? And Andrew, uh, the NFL recently recoined this weekend as Super Wild Card Weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it deserved that moniker? Um, I think there was only one game that I would call uh, Super Wild. Oh, which one was that? Uh, that would be the Jaguars being the Chargers. Uh, all the rest of them were super teases. Uh, I believe you mean the Los Angeles Super chargers. They did supercharger. They charged <laughs> super hard. Uh, no, I mean, it was a fun weekend. I, I wish that some of the upsets against the Bills or Bengals would have actually been upsets rather than just very, very close games. You know, we'll get into each individual game, but my initial takeaway is I don't mind that there was any major upset this weekend um, because it would have felt... We would have felt like robbed of another great game, you know? Like Cincinnati Buffalo this week is going to be a great game. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a super game. Yeah. All right. Um, I suppose we will just get into them. Uh, let's we'll start with, let's we'll go chronological here. Uh, start with San Francisco, uh, versus the Seahawks. Um, I don't know why I always switch up the like city name, team name thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. I guess like, there goes my broadcasting career, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, there we go. Um, I picked the Niners in this one, and I'm feeling pretty smart about that forecast. You you, picked the Seahawks. Um, why'd you do that? That was more of a heart pick than a head pick. Got a sideline interview here. Why did you screw up, Andrew? Um, also, I still don't really understand what a Brock Purdy is. Like, I've heard he's good, but I don't really understand how. I think this is, um, we've touched on this topic before, but the, uh... The Shanahan McDaniel McVeigh offense makes average quarterbacks look good. And I think we're seeing yet another iteration of that. And it makes Stafford. good quarterbacks look great. Yeah. See Matt Stafford. Maybe he could be that too. I think he he could be an okay quarterback that looks above average. Yeah. So the 49ers that beat the Seahawks 41 to 23. Um, this was competitive in the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt like. They were doing fine, and that strip sack happened on Geno, and just everything fell apart from him after that. Yeah, do you think this is, like, as far as Geno could take them? Like, can Geno win a playoff game? I don't think that. I don't think this is as far as he can take them, because this was, like, still a rebuilding, retooling year for uh, the Seahawks in a big way. It's true. Okay, so so I, I don't think it's... Normally I would hate this kind of decision of, like, taking an, an average quarterback that like overperformed mm-hmm. you know relative to the rest of his career and like giving him a bunch of money and making him your starter I would normally hate that but for the Seahawks I wouldn't mind it yeah i mean this this felt like it, it's hard to see a one and done playoff appearance as exceeding expectations but given where the Seahawks were supposed to be after the Russ Wilson trade um it's it's pretty surprising to see you know i had a thought the other day while I was at work what? um I want to see a movie that's basically the big short, but it's just Pete Carroll trading Russell Wilson at exactly the right time. A whole movie. <laughs> just like him to investigate. Like I'm, I'm, I'm asking people. I'm doing interviews. I've seen all these signs. I think he might actually suck. We need to get rid of this guy. And you know what they can call it? What? The big short. Because yeah. he's Because he is short. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things.
0: I can't get off that thought. That's all we can think about right now.
1: Yeah. Like everyone's saying that they could see it coming. Mm. But the problem is that aside from the Seahawks, nobody profited. Yeah, but the Seahawks, I mean, turned out pretty great for them. I think they, I wanna, they got like, what, a top four pick this year? Yeah, I want to hear from the Subway people about the in, ins and outs of the decision of when, oh, yeah. when they they uh, could be a part of the movie. When they, they cut the cord on the Danger Witch. They bought it at the wrong time, too. Oh, they really did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be great. But I'm happy, f- I'm happy that the 49ers won. Um, can I just go ahead and say something? Yes. I normally don't care that much about NFC teams. Mm-hmm. I like this Niners team. Like you, uh, like the players
0: or you just think they're really good? Both. Okay. Because they're really good.
1: They're really good. I like the players. I like their style of football. Um, it's like very hard nose, a lot of run, but very creative. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. Um, I like all the the weird ways that they get blocking schemes assigned on run plays. I know that sounds like a weird thing to get excited about, but just have like, guys pulling out of nowhere. I don't know. I like it. Um, I always find myself rooting for the team that's really good, but just doesn't quite have it at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I find myself rooting for that team because I, I don't know about you, but I don't... I don't necessarily disagree with it, but I don't like the notion that the quarterback is like way more important than anyone else on the team. Um, or more than like a whole half of the football squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't like when people just distill a team down to the starting quarterback. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The quarterbacks are very, very important, especially in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but it's not all about the quarterback. I don't like that mentality. So I like it. I like to see teams that have like a quarterback that's not like a star. I like to see them win and have playoff success. I know that sounds weird because we have Mahomes, but maybe it's just like from all my years of not having a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, if that happens, if you've got a team that's got an, an okay quarterback and a really good team around him, that just makes me think, gee, I wish they had a better quarterback. Like, how, how good would they be if they had a star quarterback? Yeah. I can see your point. Although this is unique to the 49ers, but like that system is so quarterback friendly and so like, You're going to do this. Don't screw it up. Mm -hmm. I don't mind it for them. Now, granted, the Seahawks, the Chiefs beat the Seahawks pretty handily at the end of the season. Yeah, I was there. Got to witness it in person. But they also beat the Niners pretty handily. Um, Yeah, they did. I'm I'm trying to reconcile the fact that the Seahawks, or the the Niners, look like the most dominant team in the NFC, and the Chiefs just bounced them in the regular season. Well, maybe this will come up in some of our... Views for the next week, hopefully. but I'm a big proponent of regular season games do not matter in the postseason. It's like we're about to go play the Jags, spoiler. Um, that game that we had against the Jags, like halfway through the season, it does not matter at all. It's completely irrelevant at this point. The teams are too different, too much changes throughout the season. Um, I just, I don't think it holds any water. And I, that happens all the time. You see teams that got beat by a team even twice during the regular season in the low amount of playoffs. Look at, like, oh, okay. the Bills and the okay. Patriots last Let's year. Slow down here. I think it matters. It's not, like, the be-all, end-all, like, oh, you can never play a team competitively because you lost to them in the regular season. To me, what it indicates is that the Chiefs match up well against the Niners. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I can see that. It's kind of like that magical, mystical thing where the Chargers are a bad team, but for whatever reason, they match up well against the Chiefs. Yeah. I think I think the Chiefs might have that with the Niners. I think that's true because the Chiefs are a team that can put up a lot of points quickly. Yeah, and the Niners, while a very good offense, non offense that's designed to come from behind. So, yeah, yeah, I think we match up decently well against them.
0: I'm not even thinking
1: about that right now. I'm just taking it one week at a time. Just focus on the the next opponent. Do you think the Niners are the prohibitive favorite though in the NFC? In the NFC, yeah. It's them or Eagles? Um, I wouldn't use a word like prohibitive. I would say, I would call them my personal favorite. Okay. If I had to take them versus anyone else. I think I'd take them over the Eagles, honestly. I think they got, I know this is a bit of a cliche, but I think they've got more playoff experience. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, and this is maybe even more impactful. Uh, the coach has way more experience. Yeah. Especially in the playoffs. We learned that matters. That matters. It absolutely (laughs) does. Foreshadowing. Uh, any more thoughts on the Seahawks Niners game? Uh, it was about the only non-competitive game, you know, at least at the end of uh, the, the weekend. Can we go ahead and, and, and call Nick the Alpha Bosa? Yeah, I think he's better. No, he's, he's good. I, I've been really high on him ever since the Super Bowl where he just terrorized us mm-hmm. all game long even though they lost. Uh, that dude is scary. He's super good. I, is he gonna win Defensive Player of the Year? He's probably. Honestly, well, I mean, it, I mean, it's appropriate. I honestly I think it should be Chris Jones, but or at least he has as good a claim. But I think Bosa will do it just because name recognition. And it's as good as Chris Jones is. The edge pass rusher is always going to be a little bit more of a premier position. Yes, going to get a little more gaudy numbers from there. We tried him as an edge, did not work. No, thank you. Um, also, there's a lot to be said for being the best player on a very good defense. And Chris Jones is the best player on the Chiefs defense, but the Chiefs defense is not very good. It's okay. good. Okay. Yeah, it's okay to good. It's not very good. Yeah. That's fair. Alright, now the game I really wanted to talk about. Let's do it. Uh so the Chargers, let me just kind of walk people through it. I'm sure everyone's already heard about it. But the Chargers, they go up twenty-seven to zero at one point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Versus the Jags. Trevor Lawrence throws four picks in the first half. It looks like this game is completely over. Um, they scored a touchdown right before the half. Even with that, I kind of feel like it's already garbage time. Yeah. You leave. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I did. I turn off the game, turn on a different TV show entirely for like an hour, just completely check out. And then after that hour, I check the score just to see if maybe it's within, you know, three scores or so. Mm-hmm. It was 20 to zero at that point. Or er, Sorry, not 20. 20 to 30 at that point. Yeah, The Jags were only 10 points away. That was right about the turn of the fourth quarter. I checked back in. The Jags, they come all the way back. The Chargers Charger. They miss the kick. They don't go forward on a fourth down. Then they miss the kick. Um The Jags and
0: Doug Peterson.
1: Man, he's gutsy. He is. He's a crazy old cutter. Going for two to go up going for two to only be down by two so that you could little both to win that was very bold. No I thought that was brilliant actually Um, and and that like there was a little bit of analytics Twitter got involved in that or at least strategy Twitter which was basically if you do that then you know whether you need to get three to win or a touchdown to win mm-hmm. which is better than just going for one and then basically you, you have to get a field goal. I don't know. I'm not making a lot of sense. I like it But the, I I like I like playing for the win like that. Yeah. And in the same thought process, if you do miss it, you can still win with the touchdown. Exactly. So either way, it's not you're not eliminating yourself completely from a chance of winning. So I don't know. I loved it. Um the Jags, let's talk about them first. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna talk about the jaguars folks. Yeah. Um I'm happy for Doug Peterson. I like him. I like him. I think he's a good coach. Um I thought I think he's an okay coach. I said good. Okay. I didn't say he was like the best in the world. Um I I kind of feel like he got I don't know about done dirty, but definitely kinda got smeared a little bit on the way out of Philadelphia, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm I'm happy that he's having success somewhere. I'm happy for Trevor Lawrence and all the other Jags players uh that have to suffer through Urban Meyer. Um, the Meyer of Urban Meyer. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that's not Urban (laughs) Coin. Urban (laughs) Meyer. Uh, I mean, how, how awesome would it be to go from that to Doug Peterson who just wants to give you ice cream all the time? Yeah, this is, he might already be the best coach in Jaguars history. They had Tom Coughlin, but that dude was probably like a more successful Urban Meyer. Um, they had Tom Coughlin after he was winning all the season before. Wait, really? Yeah. Hold yeah. on. Oh. oh, yeah. I was there. Well, not there, there. I was around. Really?
0: Yeah. Okay. Man, I, I thought that was afterwards.
1: Hmm. And I think he went back to be like their football czar or something later on. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Because he was the guy that all the players got mad at. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, They had like a bunch of fines. Anyways. He was like, he was like the classic old white man says.
0: <laughs> Apparently.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, good for the Jags. Uh, that will be our opponent next week, so we will preview that later in the podcast. I think Doug Peterson just coaches based on positive vibes. Hmm. Yeah, he seems like a good vibes kind of guy. He makes he makes some good calls for sure. Like especially, well, uh, we're still talking about like the Chargers game, right? Yeah. That fourth down call where they went, they basically ran it like a sprint out of the wing T formation. That was very smart.
0: Mm, really in coaching.
1: That. Yeah. With Travis Etienne, Um, that was really cool. So that was a good call. I think kicking it or sorry, going for two was a good call. I think going for two is underrated, especially in late game scenarios. I think so too. Especially like if you've got the ball and you're down one, yeah, go for two. You control your destiny then. Mm -hmm. Um, But then other than that, I just feel like like the ability to keep that team from completely going in tank after they were down that bad was amazing. Yes. Uh So good for the Jags. Yeah. Now let's get to the side of the ball. I really want to talk about the Chargers, Andy. They Chargered harder than any Chargers have ever charged before. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, this has to be, I really, truly think, the most demoralizing loss in, in a rich history of Charger losses. <laughs> uh, and the reason being, like, I think ever since they drafted Herbert, who is a good quarterback, they've kind of been on this path of ascendancy. And the idea was do you know do you remember that time whenever you knew Mahomes you know, Mahomes experience was going to be different? Yeah. Like like you're just like, oh, oh, we're that team now. Things are different. We are we are rich folk now. I could tell you the exact game when that happened. Was it the Steelers? It was two thousand eighteen week four against the Broncos. It was yeah. the left hand pass yeah, yeah, you like, we were like, we don't lose these kind of games that was that was cool, that's my whole point. It was like prior to that game, we lost those kind of
0: games, yeah,
1: and then that happened, I'm like, oh, things are different now. This guy is special, yeah, um, but you were saying, so now they I mean they had they, they thought I think Chargers fans were thinking or hoping they had that type of talent, maybe not the same degree, but that type of experience with Justin Herbert. They surrounded him with talent. They got premier players like Khalil Mack to come in. They've got one of the best rosters, talent-wise, in the NFL. And you know what? It hadn't changed. They're still the Chargers. Same old Chargers. They're still the Chargers more than they've ever been the Chargers. Uh, so that that had to have been like just crushing. And and I think you know we <laughs> this this fate has been w- wished on the Chiefs many times over. Uh, I think that we're pretty close to their rookie quarterback contract window closing. And I think that's going to hit the Chargers pretty hard. I think they're already over the cap for next year. Uh, I don't know what their draft capital is like, but there's not a real reason to suspect that things are going to get better for the Chargers in the near future. Well, they have a lot of really talented guys that are starting to get a little bit up there, yeah. starting to get more expensive. It feels like they're going to have to turn that roster over a little bit here. Pretty soon, mm-hmm. um, and their coach is already on the hot seat for next year. Oh, he he was on the hot seat like going into the playoffs. Well, well, they fired the OC today. Yeah. Which, um, okay, I I have some receipts on this. I know, I know you you are on the record for not liking him. Go back. I'm not going to do that. Okay, listeners, go back and listen to the podcast whenever he first got hired. I don't remember when that was. But they fired Pep Hamilton, who I liked because he was a good AAF coach. And they hired this jabroni. And I had said, this is a bad idea. His steam does not match up well with what Herbert, you know, does well. And I was completely vindicated by that. So, yeah, I, I had that take like two years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like um, Lombardi. Who's ever been good named Lombardi? Get so, out of here. So, yes, everyone, everyone, please give me a metaphorical pat on the back. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. Some more on the Chargers. I start I started to see this after they lost to us for the second time, and it looked like the division was completely out of reach, mm-hmm. and I really started to see it after this game. The idea and the meme that Justin Herbert is just a reincarnated Phil Rivers is so funny to me. <laughs> We've got this super talented guy, and we're going to waste him again. <laughs> it's like Neo in The Matrix, where it's like, oh, no, there's already been a bunch of these. You're just the latest one. <laughs> You're just a reincarnation of a, a previous existing uh, iteration. It's, yeah, I don't know what to think about Justin Herbert. I think he's good. Um, I don't think. Okay, I have, I'm 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 of two minds. On the one hand, he is a very good quarterback, like undeniably. Yeah. Um, and I like him. I don't. I don't have any reason to dislike him. Um, but on the other hand, doesn't it feel like uh, the media and Twitter verse mm-hmm. always has kind of the kid gloves on for him. Like, nobody's going after Herbert after this game. It feels like almost any other quarterback, especially if it was like a quarterback like, I don't know, Kurt Cousins, yeah, it would be getting killed for this game. Uh, for one, everyone decided to go after Brandon Staley. That was voted on and, and, and carried out, um, for some reason. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, Maybe this is this is just my chief bias showing. But Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, even to an extent guys like Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, I feel like they're all kind of handled that way because they're all being pushed as here's the next rival to Mahomes, here's the next guy who's going to be as good as him. And and like criticism of them is not really landing as much. I don't know. All right, let me- I would take two out of that list because he's definitely criticized, but everybody Uh, else, uh, yeah, I would kind of agree with. Um, Herbert even more so because I think he, you know, he's the quarterback for the Chargers, who's, you know, the off-season darlings Mm -hmm. of the NFL Twitter media. Um, I don't know, I don't know why that keeps happening, Um, but it's probably going to continue to happen. Or maybe we've reached like a summit here and people are finally over it. No, no. That's a given of every offseason. Trust me. Six months from now, everyone's going to completely forget about that. I think it's going to be real hard for people to do that, unless they get I mean coach. They're going to go like, draft. Don't. No, they're not going to do that. They're going to go draft a, like a sexy first-round receiver, and it's going to be like, finally, they have Justin Herbert, the weapons he needs. Yeah. All right. A couple more. I've got a lot to say about
0: this game. It's mm-hmm. probably going
1: to be the one we spend the most time on. Yeah, it. okay. A couple of things. Um Number one, Brandon Saley playing his players last week. hmm For precisely no reason, they they could not win or lose. They could not change their seating at all. They they had a bye week given to them by just like the way the schedule worked out. Yep, and they said no thanks. Yep, we're gonna play all our starters for no reason. No reason. Mike Williams gets hurt, can't play in this game as a direct consequence of that. Mm -hmm. Joey Bosa injures his leg and is playing. I don't know, fifty percent. 75%, 75%, but not 100%. Okay. For no reason. But I feel like that's Joey Bosa's default setting anyway. Well, I mean, both of those guys. But you, that should be part of your consideration. That should be part of the equation when you're deciding whether or not to do that. Know that you are the Chargers. Your players get injured a lot. Maybe don't play them. Yeah. So, I've never seen a, a coach... This game is meaningless. I've never seen a coach burn through, like, Wonderkind Goodwill so quickly. Like when he got hired, everyone's like, "Oh, well, for one, he still had the shine of Sean McVay on him, which is waning quickly." Yeah. Um, and two, like, I think a part of it is because he was supposed to be like a defensive genius, and the defense has been okay. Their defense, their game plan works really well against like last year's Chiefs. <laughs> so you're saying they're basically they're they are behind. I think it was very much designed to beat us, and it works pretty well against us. Um, but not well enough, because we won both of our games. Um, and but against like, a lot of other teams, it does not work well. They, they're great. So what you're saying is that these charters were built to beat those Chiefs, but not these Chiefs? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm totally Basically, they shaped their team to be an earlier version of the Chiefs. We changed because, you know, 21 was not very fun. Yeah. Um and now they can't even beat this version of the Chiefs, and they also have a hard time with anybody else. Now, all that being said, their initial game plan against the Jags was working really well. It was. Well, obviously. Collinsworth said like, a million times, but it's true. Like They were sitting on all of the, like, short routes and stuff that Lombardi likes to dial up. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I'm sorry, I got confused there. Yeah. They were sitting on all the short routes from the Jags. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was working really well. So... I really feel like Staley's one of those guys that is a really good defensive coordinator, probably shouldn't be a head coach. That's where I'm kinda landing on him. And also his his whole like MO about being the the like crazy wild man that always went for it on fourth down. What happened to that? Oh boy, I think they had that one game against was it against the Chiefs where like they, they just had a like fourth down massacre. Like, like like they hit, like, snake eyes, like, four times in a row. Mm-hmm. And after that, I think he's just been gun-shy the whole time. I think it got in his head. I mean, this is why NFL coaches are the way they are, is because you just, if you have a run of bad luck on fourth down, you you can't bring yourself to keep making the, that kind of embarrassing decisions. And you could argue that, like, he has a better team this year than he did last year, so he doesn't feel the need to be as aggressive. Mm-hmm. But... On like a in-game basis, that doesn't really work because like the Jags were very much in this game for some of those decisions. Yeah. Anyway, going back to my previous point, I normally don't harp on coach decisions most of the time because most of the time it's like okay, one one shot over here is like a fifty-two percent chance, the other one's like forty-eight. Most of the time, it's like you're dealing with very minute things. Yeah. But just like. Choosing to not have a bi-week gifted to you and play your players it is only downside there. Unfortunately, if you, even if he had come out and said like, "Okay, I thought we were we weren't playing our great, uh, or we were not playing our best at the end of the year. And I thought we needed like a game to you know sort ourselves out mm-hmm. and just like, or even if he said like we just want that continuity." Okay, I can at least accept that. Um, but he didn't. He gave like this really weird excuse about how like it was hard to figure out who would play. The backups back didn't play that the mean, starters. The backups. That's, what they're, when, that's like, what they're. for. Every other team in the NFL figured this out, um, but you can't. So he gave this like really weird excuse. So it's it's so baffling to me. Like that's such a clear like what what were you thinking here? What was what was the purpose of what you were doing? Yeah. Anyways. Um, that's enough on Staley. Joey Bosom lost Lonely. his freaking mind. He did. Um, can we also just maybe give him a little bit of credit for having been in the Charger experience for a couple of years now or four or five and maybe he just broke? That's entirely possible. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that would be good for your mental health. No, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Yeah. No, he he had he he's he done it a bad way. Did you see his post game press conference? I did, yeah. Where he just lit the officials yeah. on fire. Yeah, I think he's kind of reached that like um, late career Von Miller state of mind where he's just like, "Oh, we're we're screwed forever. There's no coming back from this." Well, you know what Von Miller did whenever he reached that point? He got heck got out of he town. Got out of town. Yeah. Was he the guy that is like just defeats my soul? Every time we play the Chiefs, I think he might have be been the guy yeah. that had that, that that quote. Might have been. I mean, and like he was gone like right after that. So after Mahomes, the Broncos never beat the Chiefs again to this point, you know. Yeah. So I think I think like Von Miller after a couple games, was just like, oh, this is the way it's going to be now. I think I think Benny Bose is realizing that. Probably so. In real time. Yeah, I'm just glad that like the rest of the NFL is caught up to where we were on the Chargers about them always being overhyped. Yeah, and constantly choking. I tell you, the, the, I feel like the Chargers were the one team in, a, in the AFC West, aside from the Chiefs, who had, like, a ray of sunshine left. Yeah. And now it's gone. Oh, it's just completely flushed out. The they down there with the Raiders and, and Broncos just in, in the toilet. Yeah, those other three franchises are just, they're all in the dark place right now. This is really, it, it's its so striking how similar this is to the Patriots, like, prime Patriots. I'm not talking Dynasty here yet. But I am saying there there was a, a long stretch, which has now somehow reversed itself, where the Patriots were good and everyone else in that division was booty. hmm. Jets, Dolphins, Bills. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. You know the thing about big tall trees, Andrew? Uh they don't allow a lot of shrubs underneath them. Not much grace metaphor, but okay. No, I actually I do think that it's real in one sense. Premier free agents do not want to go to non-competitive divisions. I think if you're ring chasing, you're not going to want to go to one of those teams. You mean, you mean like places where you feel like you've got a very little chance of winning the division? Yeah. And, and, and I, don't, I mean, this is a dumb example, kind of, but like Tom Brady. Pick the best division to go to, even though it didn't work out for him this past year. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're looking at which, you know, let's say the money is the same, which AFC West team are you going to go to? Yeah. Definitely the Chiefs. Uh, that's true. And I think maybe even more important are the coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know how it happened, but it seemed like during that game, everyone just decided that Sean Payton was going to go be the Chargers coach. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he would want to go there. Yeah. Like he, well, maybe he, he might've actually said on TV that he does want to go there. So I don't know. Maybe I'm second guessing him, but Sean, look, I'm talking to you, Sean. You don't want to go there. It's not gonna work out for you. I know you're excited. You got Justin Herbert, you got Keenan Allen, you got Joey Bosa, you think you got all these great players, it's not gonna work. They're all gonna get injured, you're gonna suck. Um, okay. I really think that's part of the consideration for these like like top cream of the crop head coaching candidates. Mm-hmm. Is do I want to go to the same division where Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are? And know that I've just gotta like deal with that the whole time that I'm there? Yeah. No. I think honestly, in, in this situation, I think you probably saw this play out in the NFC, or sorry, the AFC East during the Patriots' reign. There is a certain death spiral a franchise can get into, where they're bad, and the owner's only lever for getting good is like, "Oh, this guy sucks, fire him," and that happens every two years, mm-hmm. and and you can't ever really get the continuity there that you need to actually build a program, especially if you're dealing with dumb owners. And I think the Raiders obviously obviously have a dumb owner. Mm. The the Chargers owner is low key dumb. Spanos are dumb, I'm sorry. Especially how they like decided to move to LA that was very stupid. It's definitely cheap and yeah. definitely not good football. Also, they might be in the same boat as the Raiders where they they are too poor to fire their coach. Um The Chargers, they don't even have a home stadium. They're they've been sleeping on the Rams couch for like two or three years. Yeah. I mean, if is there any team in the NFL, any franchise in the NFL where the fans have more cause to just jump ship and leave, Rocco. I mean, what what has that franchise done for you? Nothing. Oh, no, I don't. I don't understand how there are still Chargers fans. I don't either. Uh, that was a really funny. I, I hate to, I hate reading tweets on the podcast, but that was a really funny tweet I saw. It's like there are tens of Chargers fans roaming the streets. <laughs> my my favorite uh, tweet was from a PFT commenter when he said that rooting. Being a Chargers fan is like rooting for Wiley Coyote. (laughs) It's like, you know it's not going to (laughs) work. Come
0: on. You know. It
1: never Uh, works. The Broncos, their owners aren't dumb. I still don't think they know how to run a football team. Well, they just got new owners. We'll see. Hmm. Yeah. We'll see. But we know they're going to suck for five years. Wait, why? Because Russell Wilson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot for a second. I'm telling you, man, that's, that's the weirdest thing right now about being a Chiefs fan is that the Chiefs have a huge division streak, and unless something wacky happens, they're going to have it for probably at least the next three years. Yeah. I'm going to thoroughly enjoy every Broncos game from here on out um, to the end of time because, like, every time we win and, like, that number just gets increasingly crazy. Mm -hmm. What are we, like, 15-0 now against them? Something like that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, Quick thought exercise before we move on. Yeah. If you're Sean Payton... You go to the Broncos or Chargers first, if those are your only two options, which they're not. Okay, well I've already said if I was in my state I'd have the AFC West entirely. Yeah. But if you had to choose from those two, uh, Chargers. I yeah. Mean, that's not even a question, really. I thought about it for a second. I was like, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I think Justin Herbert. I honestly do think Sean Payton is one of the few individuals in the world who might be able to make Russell Wilson do what they want him to do. Because he can look and say, look, I had a diminutive quarterback in Drew Brees who played until he was 40 and was still competing for Super Bowls. This is what you gotta do. Yeah. And and he might listen. I do think that Sean Payton is the guy, kind of guy that has like the charisma and the presence to kind of, you know, the, the quarterback's gonna do what he wants, I think. Um, I didn't really get that feeling with uh, what's his face. I've forgotten his name. Who who, who cares? Ha- about? H- Hackett. Yeah. Hackett. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Didn't get that feeling with him. No, well, no. Um, I I would prefer him to stay out of the division, both for him and for the Chiefs, because I do think he's a good coach. I'd rather him not be in this division. I honestly, I I can imagine the Broncos offering him the most money. I could see them trying to buy their way out of this by hiring the best coach on on the market. Yeah, it's possible. And it might work, honestly. If like like I said, if there's one coach who can actually turn Russell Wilson around, it's probably Sean Baden. I still don't really know if he can do it though. He's just the guy's old. If He can't scramble, he can't play. Yeah. He can't scramble.
0: Yeah.
1: He's my age, by the way. Russell Wilson? <laughs> yeah. Washed. Alright. <Total> <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. any more any more jokes you want to get in at the Chargers? Uh, the Chargers win probability looked like a big Charger. That was beautiful. Cult. Yeah. That was funny. Um, the fact, I'd tell it like the one like, um, collateral damage thing that I didn't enjoy quite as much was they were comparing all the big playoff losses and one of them was the Chiefs Colts. Yeah. That was kind of like, just, you know, diminished my enjoyment by like 5%. Uh, like. to me, we can laugh about it now. That's true. You know? I think we're beyond that. That was primo homes. Nothing primo homes can hurt me anymore. It doesn't matter. The Chargers, still the Chargers.
0: Still the Chargers.
1: If we learned anything this year, um, okay. What's our next game? All right. Um, next game, the new game on Sunday. It was Dolphins Bills. Um, a game that I thought would be completely uncompetitive. Yeah. And it started that way. Um, but then old Josh Allen showed up. Not in a good way. And, you know, that's not for the first time this season. Um, pretty frequently, old Josh Allen showed up. What do you think is going on there? Um, I don't really know. I think hmm. it's a case of him trying to do a little too much. Um, I can't help but think about how, like, the whole DeMar Hamlin situation kind of factored into, like, the my- mental psyche of this team. Uh, okay, yes, but this was happening before the DeMar Hamlin thing. A little bit. Um, they weren't playing their best ball. I really think, though, that I think the Bills are kind of in a similar situation that the Chiefs are, where, like, they're a little bit bad about playing down to their competition. Um, but I really... I don't think this is going to be something that, like, when they go and play the Bengals, we'll see a lot of that. I think they can tighten them. Um... A cynical person would say that Josh Allen did very well when Brian Dable was his coach. Now he's not. Now he's not playing as well.
0: I mean, they
1: their offense has been really good this year. Yes, but you, you still have some Josh Allen WTF turnovers. Yeah. Pretty frequently. I think that's just kind of baked into who he is at work. Maybe, so like. I think it's one of the main reasons that separates him and Mahomes. Mahomes, like, he, he'll do some wacky stuff, but he very rarely has the, like, what were you thinking moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen, that's just kind of what you get, you know? He's got a little more gunslinger in him? Yeah. I, and you know what? I would not have it any other way. I enjoy, I enjoy wacky Josh Allen. I like when it comes out to play. I, I hope he shows up a lot in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Very great. Now I'm... I'm not that concerned with against the bills i I don't think you can look at this game and be like, "Oh, look how they played against the Dolphins third string quarterback. They gotta play Joe Burrow next week they're gonna get killed i, I just think it's it's you know every every game's its a little thing um That being said, they did come pretty close to losing to the Dolphins and the third string quarterback, yeah, I feel like we can talk about this game and the Bengals Ravens game in like they're very exactly the same way because it is division games, yep. Against backup quarterbacks, yeah, and backup quarterbacks are a double-edged sword because they're not as good, but also you don't have as much film on them, and maybe they they are playing in a way they don't know that they're not good enough. That Mm -hmm. makes any sense? Yeah. Um. So it. They're unpredictable. Yeah. To me, I, I mean, I kind of want to sit back and be like, oh well, if the Bengals and Bills can't hang with third-string quarterbacks, you know, in division games, then they probably can't hang with the Chiefs. Yeah, it was not a weekend where those teams really showered themselves in glory in either of the games. I thought both the Bengals and the Bills Mm -hmm. um, looked pretty poor. I thought the – okay, there were two things that annoyed me about both of these games. Another way they were similar. The Dolphins –
0: I'll
1: start with the Dolphins. Dolphins' clock management, um, game clock management, Mm -hmm. or sorry, not game clock. What do they call it? 6:00 6:00. Clock Body clock.
0: Play clock?
1: Play clock. uh uh-huh. Anyways, it seems like they were always getting the play in super, super late. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely driving me nuts. And it cost them big time, because at the very end of the game, they had a very, very manageable fourth and one that turned into a fourth and six because they didn't get the play in. You know, time. I heard something interesting this. Um, apparently, Mike McDaniel thought that or was told that it was a first down. So he called a first down play and then learned it was fourth and one. So then they got to scramble to get another play in and that's when they got their play of game. I
0: don't, mm-hmm. I which is kind of like, I don't know
1: how you don't realize as a coach that you didn't get a first down.
0: I don't know. I, I like mean, it's even,
1: even if it's in question, that's something you should be looking at. Yeah. I don't know. Ah. I don't know. It's his first year as head coach. I guess you, for both of these guys, you have to factor in that they had backup quarterbacks, and that probably made the system, you know, not quite a well-oiled machine. Well, yeah, and that's a little bit like, uh, like Huntley taking thirty seconds on the next to last play or whatever. Oh it was. my gosh, that annoyed me even more. I was actually pulling my hair out. Yeah, um, I think, I think that was. Forty-three seconds of game clock expired between the end of one play and the snap of the ball of the next play, and they were sitting on two timeouts. Yeah, one of which they they did end up using. One of which just they're using it next season. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Gonna win that next preseason game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep that streak going. Um, yeah, that was baffling. Uh I don't know. Are we are we talking about both of these together now, the Bills and the Dolphins? Or the yeah, Bengals? because to me they're identical games, nearly. So in the Ravens Bengals game, that that play just killed them. The goal line swat it back fumble return six. Oh yeah, just absolutely killed them. I mean, that was I just mean, a dagger in the heart. You you're, you're half a yard short and yeah. because of that, it's a 14-point swing. If they score there and they and the Ravens go up seven, I'm not saying they would for sure win that game, but I think they'd be favored to win it. Yeah, I think so. Um, it felt like it was going their way. They were playing well. The the Ravens' defense, all three games against the Bengals, done a really good job against them. Slowed them down. So I, I feel like both the Bills and the Bengals played pretty sloppy games, not there, very far from the best football, and kind of got out a little bit lucky Got out yeah. unscathed, it Surviving fans. My prediction is that one of these teams is going to lose next week. Mmm, that is a bold prediction. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it's spicy,
1: spicy take there. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Any more? Any more thoughts on either of these games? They're both kind of weird. Um. Let's Ooh, see. Oh, I got one. Yeah. Good. The Bengals. Going into week 15, I think,
1: had all five of their starting offensive linemen have played all the snaps this season. Are they still very three? rare? They lost one each game for, like, each of the next three weeks. They're now down to only two out of their five starting offensive linemen. If you need an example of just how important those starting offensive linemen are, go ahead and turn on the Chiefs uh, box. I don't need an example. I, I remember. Yes. Um... So, I, that, is, that is weighing very heavily in my um, estimation for, in my prediction for the Bills Bengals game. Offensive line is one of those things that everyone says is important, everyone knows it's important, but we just freak out about it all the time. Until, like, oh, he'll until you lose like three or four of them. He'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. It, it's got like a snowball effect where you can deal with losing one. And if you lose two, we can make this work properly. If you start losing like three or four, it really balls on you. Yeah. So, kind of giving away my prediction there, but I think that's that's rough, rough for the Bengals. We've been there. We know what that feels like. It sucks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that's just where they are. One last question here um, for the fallen Ravens. Um, the heck is going on with Lamar? Mm, okay. So this is weird. I in the last like three days, I completely changed my tune on this because I thought. He was just injured. Mm-hmm. He wasn't coming back. The team was being a little weird about it because they, you know, head coaches in the NFL are always so uptight about, you know, their players and whether or not they're going to play, especially the quarterback. Um, but I think one of the sideline reports dropped during the game that Lamar didn't travel with the team to a playoff game. Yeah. That's weird. That's something is wrong there. Um, there's that. Uh, if you check, like, his, I know this is kinda of dumb, but if you check his social media accounts, right. Lamar Jackson, yeah. um, absolutely nothing or Just total radius matters. Nothing good, nothing bad, nothing. Something is horribly horribly wrong with their relationship. I think he's gone. I think this is why it's very, very bad for a player to negotiate
0: their own contract.
1: Yeah, I don't I wouldn't I don't think it's a good idea for a number of reasons, but especially because, you know you You get like a really really up close view of how the sausage gets made, which I know that happens anyways yeah. with agents as well, but with the agent, there's like there's at least that little barrier mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. defense against that and you know an intermediary in a sense um I think based on those two facts, there's just nothing makes sense if he's really injured that's it. Why isn't he at the game yeah. I think he's at the, I think he's not at the game because I'm not saying he's not, I'm not saying he's totally fine and just skipped, just bailed on him because he didn't get paid. I'm not saying that. But I do think he's not at the game because he basically didn't want to interact with his teammates and know that like the, I could maybe play, but I'm not. Yeah, this is basically like that Cam Newton business decision against the Patriots, except for an entire postseason. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not encouraging him playing hurt. I don't, I don't recommend that at all. I just think the fact that he was not there with the team, just like on the sideline, like in Tyler Huntley's ear yeah, is so strange to me. And it tells me that like there's a relationship breakdown there. I think he's somewhere else next year. I think that, I think they're, I think him in Baltimore, in Baltimore is over. I just don't really understand what, and, and you know, I don't want to say what Lamar thinks he's going to get somewhere else, right? A whole bunch of money. Okay, yes, but can you imagine the Ravens are really offering him that much less than resetting the quarterback market? I don't think so. I okay, I think they're probably the, what they're offering him is adequate in terms of long-term deal. I think they, they've got no qualms about building around him in the future. They have been for the last four years. I mm, I think they have a little bit of qualms. I don't think they want to pay him an enormous amount of money and then, you know, have him, I don't know, tear an ACL or something. He's just not the same guy. Well, listen, that's... I you, think that you live the by decision. the running quarterback, you die by the running quarterback. That's what I'm saying. is, I, I think I think that weighs heavily in their mind. Like, this is not a guy like, you know, Mahomes and Josh Allen that we expect to play deep into his 30s or something. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, but, like, from his perspective... Like the Ravens built their offense around him. Yeah. I don't know if there's another team that's going to be able to build an offense around him or, or willing to, much less able to, the way the Ravens have. I, I think, I completely agree. I think the Ravens maximized his potential in the NFL. And I think him going anywhere else with any other offensive coordinator is going to be troublesome. Like, if he goes somewhere where, like, there's an offensive coordinator that wants to run his scheme mm-hmm. and just make Lamar play like a normal player. Or not, not even like that extreme, just like, not be, you know, the full change in offense that the Ravens did. I, I think it could be a real work, Do you know actually, I think the one place he could go that might utilize him as good or better than he is currently? What's that? San Francisco. That would be fascinating.
0: Um, maybe. I, I'll give,
1: Uh, Shanahan credit where I think it's due. He has a way of taking a bunch of talented, skilled position players and just creating an offense from it that maximizes their talents. Yeah, Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I I think it would be fascinating because on the one hand, I think he could do that and could maximize them, but on the other hand, you know, feels like the kind of guy where he's like, he's got his system that he wants to wants to run, and he's going to go find a quarterback that fits that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I wouldn't, I wouldn't love that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, we'll just see the sure He's we'll probably gonna just, a he's probably gonna take the Jets, like, truckload of money. Yeah. Somebody's gonna pay him more money than they should. Yeah. And, it might not work out for him. Mm-hmm. We'll see.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, what's our last game here? We've got two more, right? We gotta hurry. Got, We're, we almost yeah. got a full podcast. Yeah, I guess we got two more. Um, this one, I don't need to talk about much at all. I don't have much thoughts on it. Uh, Giants Vikings, uh, the Giants won, the Vikings lost. Yeah, uh, I, I'll, I'll channel Dennis Green here and say that Kirk Cousins is who he thought he was. Okay. <laughs> I got some thoughts on this. <laughs> Cause if you, I got the receipts, go back and look. I, I said got, Kirk Cousins is not going to be able to do it. I got some thoughts on this. Number one, first and foremost, yeah. Kirk Cousins wasn't, like, great in this game, but he's not the reason they lost. That's they that's lost. Kirk Cousins. That's that's Kirk Cousins' mo is not great, but not the reason you lost. I know, I know. But hear The reason they lost is that Vikings defense is terrible, terrible. They've been awful all year long, and they were awful in this game. That's why they lost. Um. So I'm not. I'm not saying that like, Kirk Cousins is like the greatest quarterback ever, but I don't know. He he's such a lightning rod. Where if anything goes wrong, it's Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. It's all his fault. With, like Justin Herbert. It's like, oh, it's his coach's fault. It's his receiver's fault for getting injured. It's like anybody but Justin Herbert. Yeah. But with Kirk Cousins, it's always all on all on him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, th- there's that. The Vikings. It does. It is funny how like all season one, it felt like it was going to this. Like they were going to have a you know great year statistically, rack up this huge record, and they're going to get bounced in the first playoff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's exactly what happened. I thought they got honestly a pretty lucky draw against the Giants, because the Giants, they turned it on here a little bit at the end of the year, kinda like the Jags, but, you know, they, they were kinda having a rough time in the middle of the season too. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, the Vikings, they, you know, you know the whole, like, the football-ism that you are what your record says you are? Yes. Um, that's so stupid, like, it's not true, at all. (laughs) Like, I mean, in terms of, like, seeding, sure, but, like, in terms of how good your football team is, that's not true at all. Yeah. The Vikings were not a 12 in, what were they, 12 and 3 at the end of the year? Hold on. Math is hard. 12 and 5. 12 and 5. That's of 17.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. They had that one extra game and just confused me forever. Um, look, Math is hard when you're getting recorded. Sure. Uh, yeah, they they were not a team that good. They were an okay team that won a lot of close games. Um, take number two. This is Kevin O'Connell's first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Vikings were real bad last year. Yeah. So, I don't, it feels like if this happened to any other team, like say, for instance, the Seahawks, everyone's viewing the Seahawks season as a great success. Mm-hmm. So, I don't understand why people look at the Vikings and are like, oh, these guys are frauds, they'll never win anything. Um, it's just a, there's a lot of vitriol pointed at the Vikings and at Kirk Cousins that I don't understand. Like, it's, it's the guy's first year. Um, I know they're not, like, completely rebuilding like a lot of teams would be, and they have talented players, but that defense is real bad. So, I don't, I don't understand why this season, this season is viewed as, like, such a, a failure for the Vikings. It feels like this is a good season for them. Yeah, you know, um, let me make a quick observation. Uh, Aside from Kyle Shanahan himself, it was a rough year slash weekend for the Shanahan coaching tree, like the Shanahan McVeigh coaching tree. Yep, because you had McVeigh lose, you had Mike McDaniel lose. uh, Sorry, McVeigh never made the playoffs. McDaniel lost. Uh, Matt Lafleur never made the playoffs. Um, I'm getting a little confused here. Are you combining the? McVeigh in Shanahan? Yeah, because McVeigh is an offshoot of the Shanahan. Oh. Okay. I kind of view them as separate entities, but okay. okay now, I'm, I'm going to loop them all in because i like them. All right. Um, Kevin McCullough lost with the Vikings. Brandon Saley lost with the Chargers. Mm. Rough going. Only, only the one true Shanahan. Okay, did you ever see Mike
0: McDaniels?
1: Yes, I did. But we could do it again. Mike McDaniels lost. Yeah. 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 You could leave. Yeah. Yeah, a rough week for them. Yeah. But Fortnite is looking good. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got on this game. I didn't watch it at all, so I had to. Um, do you think the Giants are good? No. I think the Giants are okay. The Giants, uh, they've peaked. They're going to lose the Eagles next week. I think they, I think they very much have overperformed to their talent level. I'll say that. But I'm not going to be picking them in the next game. No. Alright, last game. Uh, Cowboys, Bucks. I picked the Bucks in this game, and I feel like a big dum-dum for doing that. But I will say this is one of those games, I'm not sure I said this in the last podcast or not, but I felt like the way that this game started would be so important.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: the Cowboys feel to me like a team that can... I feel like in a, in a, uh, what am I trying to say? A, not a very emotionally stable team. It feels like if things start going on for the Cowboys, things spiral on them real bad. But... If things go well for them, they can absolutely late on somebody. Yeah, and it was more the later that happened against this Bucks team, which sucks. I was right about them being bad. Mm-hmm. They had one good game against like some terrible Carolina cornerbacks, um, but no, they're bad. Tom Brady, he's old. Time to retire, dude. Should have done it like a year ago. He's not going to. No, probably not. But he should. He should. Yeah, too old. Um, Any thoughts on this one? Nope. Oh, okay. Sorry. I just, I, I was, I was excited that we were either going to see the Cowboys lose or Tom Brady lose. And we saw Tom Brady lose. So, yeah. Uh, I think it works out because I think the Cowboys clearly is a better team. So, I mean, better matchup in the next round. Mm-hmm. And goodbye to the Bucks. Um, I think we're going to go, I think we are going to go back to being a bad franchise once Brady leaves. Yeah. It really feels like now we can just, we can stop considering them a heavyweight.
0: Yeah. They're, they're done.
1: Yeah. The the team that like beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl that team doesn't exist anymore. It couldn't exist. It yeah. it it was built on too many uh, too many veterans. And also, just gonna fire this one little, little perfume shot, and then I'll be out of here. If the Chiefs had a full healthy offensive line, that game goes very differently. Yes, it does. I'm just just throwing that out there and moving on. Okay. Um, so do you want to preview the upcoming games or talk about preview the Chiefs game first?
0: I think the Chiefs uh, game, right?
1: Yeah. Okay. Chiefs versus Jags. 3.30 uh, arrow hit time on Saturday afternoon. Um, any initial thoughts about this game? How are you feel? Um, I, mean, I feel Word? a little... For one, I feel confident. Okay. Um, I feel bad because I, I just... I enjoyed that Jaguars win more than just about any game this year. Mm. And now I have to cheer for them to lose. And that kind of bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. I'm okay with Um, it though, because the Jags, that was kind of their Super Bowl already. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: And also like, that's just who the Chiefs are now. We are the, we are the slayer of upstarts. We had to beat the Browns and the Bills in the same postseason. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Uh, Two really fun franchises that we, we ended their season. Uh, Gotta willing, one day we're going to do it to the Bengals. Maybe this year. They're the one team we can't seem to kill. Yeah, I was talking about the big trees that don't allow much growth underneath them. Yeah. Another thing about being a really good team with a really good quarterback, you ruin a lot of good stories. It's true. It's and true, and I think that's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah, I think so too. Um I don't – I must admit I do not know much about this Jags team, X's and O's. You know, I think they can actually move the ball through the air. If you let them, yeah, I, I think they've got a pretty good passing attack with uh, Lawrence. I think it's more short passes mm-hmm. than like deep passes, despite what we saw um, last week. Um, they have some, they have some receivers that like none of them like really jump off the page. She was like, "Oh, that's that guy's really awesome," but it seems like they're all playing well, yeah, and fit that system well. Uh, they got Zay Jones, got Christian Kirk. The guy that, you know, I thoroughly lambasted that franchise and blamed them for Tyreek leaving. Everyone did. Which is still true. Um, but he's actually been pretty good for them. I think their defense is pretty frisky too. They got Josh Allen, some other guys. I don't know. They got that. I'm I'm falling short here because I did not expect the Jags to be a team that I need to know about. They got that guy named Andre Sisco, I think is his name, who, who tried to KO Schuster. I guess did. Did you know Schuster? Yeah. So. This we, year? Yeah. Earlier this oh, year? Yeah, yeah, I remember. So that. we have to hate that guy now. Yeah, that guy sucks. I hate your operating kind of system about too. That.
0: Yeah. Your software is stupid. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't, I just, I,
1: I don't think the Jaguars, I think they're about to get outclassed, honestly. I think they're about to, to, they're about to play on this one. They're about to play a playoff of the Chiefs, and I don't I don't think they're ready for that. I don't I don't think they have the talent to handle it.
0: Yeah.
1: Obviously the Chiefs are gonna be favored. Um I don't You say outclassed. I don't know if that's quite the case. Like I this this Jags team it's playing really well. Um they've gotta have a lot of confidence, and I think they're playing they're gonna be playing really well. They're not gonna be uptight because they're this is like hundred percent free money for them. Cost yeah. money. Yeah. Um they've already outperformed vastly uh you know their expectations for this season. So I don't think they're gonna be uptight and worried. The Chiefs, on the other hand, they have a lot of, you know, expectation on them. So mm. I can see this like being a game where the Chiefs like do the very typical thing of like kind of getting a bit of a funk at the start and come out not flat, but maybe just like a little too uptight. Yeah. Um, I could see this being like a close or tie game mm-hmm. at half and then us like really hitting our groove and, you know, t- blowing them out, not blowing them out, but winning the handling in the game. Yeah. That's kind of how I see this game going. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I still think it, it matters, like, like you were talking about the season. I think it matters that the Chiefs beat the Jaguars in the regular season, even if I recall it was a pretty close game, right? It was kind of close, but that was like firmly in that streak of the Chiefs just kind of messing around. Mm-hmm. So, and we beat them. I don't think that holds much water right now. Yeah. If it, if that had been another team that we beat and they lost to another team, I think it not much changes. No, I'm going with the Chiefs in this one. I feel pretty confident about it. Oh, yeah. Obviously, I think everybody ought to be going with the Chiefs. Um, I do think this will be... I think this will be a fairly close game, though. I really don't think this is like... You said outclass them. I don't think this is going to be us playing the Steelers last year. Oh, no. I think what, what I mean more is, like, they could have a very good game. and We can have an okay game, and we'll still beat the by two scores.
0: I don't, I don't know if I think that.
1: Maybe I'm giving too much credit to the Jags and not trust the Chiefs enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think this is absolutely a game where if the Chiefs screw around, have some turnovers, or come out flat, they could absolutely lose this game. Oh, you know, I think the, another thing that, a result of that game against the Chargers, do you remember whenever the Chiefs beat the Texans? And after that game, for the rest of that postseason, it did not matter how much we were down, it was just like, well, they're going to come back. Yes. I can imagine the Jaguars being a little bit like that, where they've got the confidence, even if they get down early, if they can come back. Yes, I think that's 100% the case. I was thinking the exact same thing. This is a game where the Chiefs are going to absolutely have to play four full quarters. Yeah, You can't play two good quarters or even three good quarters against this team because they are going to keep coming after you. So if we if we play good football for four quarters and don't turn the ball over and don't have a bunch of stupid plays, I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this is not a game where you can mess around and win. Yeah. Like you you will get you will get bit here if you don't uh, if you don't come out looking sharp. I'll say this though, and I, and I feel like this is usually a stupid comment. Um, like when someone is watching a playoff game before the, the Chiefs and and saying, "Oh well." I'm I'm sure glad that the Jaguars beat the Chargers because I, I didn't want to play the Chargers. I think the Jaguars is a better matchup. Okay, well if the Chargers if the Jaguars beat the Chargers, that usually means the Jaguars are better than the Chargers, so what are you talking about? In this case, though, I did not want to play the Chargers for a third time this year. i I'll take the Jags any day over playing the Chargers again. I didn't either, because again, I think the Chargers do match up fairly well against the Chiefs mm-hmm. and they just know us well. I think the Chiefs play better against teams that don't know them as well. Because so much of Andy Reid's scheme is misdirection and creative play calling. Basically just doing a whole bunch of stuff that you don't expect. I think that gets diminished whenever you play a team over and over again. So I'm glad that we're... I guess we have played them this regular season. Um, but I'm glad we're not playing the Chargers. I think we match up a lot better against the Jags. So we will see. Um, anything else before we do sc- score prediction? No, I'm ready to jump into predictions. Okay. Um, what you got? For cheese Jags? Cheese Jags, yeah. 31-21. Cheese. Oh, my. That's exactly what I was going <laughs> Dang it. All right. I'm thinking something else. Um, Why can't you just go with the same thing?
0: You know what? I'm going to go 35-27. That's an interesting score. Yeah. I might be factoring
1: a little bit of garbage time there. But I feel this this feels like a more high scoring game to me. Mm-hmm. And I really think it's gonna be the final score is gonna be closer than people would think.
0: Yeah. I agree with that.
1: Um I I could maybe see the Chiefs blowing them out, like we did against the the Raiders, but I'm not really expecting it. I, I think it's gonna be a game where we're gonna to have to we're gonna have to keep playing, we're gonna to have to be on our ball the whole time. So yeah, 35-27. You heard it here first. Okay. Anything else before we go on? Hmm. Let's get these other games. Let's do it. Um, we are already going a little bit long, so I guess we'll move through these previews a little bit quicker. Straight from the heart. These picks. Um, so both pick the Chiefs, obviously. Uh, the game later that day, Giants versus Philadelphia. I'm not overthinking this one. Eagles. I think it's going to be Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can see the Giants staying in it. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but uh, I just think that the Eagles are just more talented. I would amend my uh, answer if just, or sorry, if Jalen Hurts is still banged up. Yeah. Which, I mean, who knows? Even if he is, we're not going to hear that from the team, but he's, he's going to be playing. He's going to be full go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that could maybe affect the game. Uh, so yeah, I, I think the Eagles are going to, Beat them. Any, any more thoughts on that? I'm if, I'm that if the Cowboys lose, does Mark McCarthy get fired? Well, we haven't even gotten to The Cowboys, yet. What did we just say? That was uh, New York versus Philadelphia. Oh, sorry. No, answer is still Philadelphia. You just got you just got Cowboy hanging on your brain. That's what. It I don't hate them. I just think they're going to lose. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Boca Philly. Yep. Um. Sunday. Afternoon, Bengals versus Buffalo. Uh, I don't I just didn't get I don't know why I keep doing that. Um who you got in this one? Honestly Bengals. Mmm. I thought you were gonna say that, Andrew, and I'm yeah. glad you did. I'm taking the Bills. I know you are. Nobody, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, yeah. Nobody circles the baggage like the Buffalo Bills. It's true. Whatever that means. Um they're gonna be playing in Buffalo. Yep. It's gonna be cold. Be a lot of Bills fans. Um everyone thinks the Bills suck now because Josh Allen had a couple wacky plays. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks Joe Burrow is just the coolest thing that's ever happened to football. But I, I think this is where the Bills uh beat him. Now, I want the Bills to win because I want the Bengals to be eliminated. And I think the Chiefs, for whatever reason, match up better against the Bills than the Bengals. Yeah. But I think the Bengals are gonna win. I guess yeah, we'll just have to disagree. The probably the most important thing in this game that I can think of is what I was talking about earlier with the offensive line. They're playing a lot of backups, and the Bills' pass rush, even without Von Miller, has been very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and their the whole defense is good. Um, their offense has been a little shaky. But, you know, Josh Allen's been doing some screwy stuff, but I really think they get that tightened up. I think they'll come out firing on all cylinders in this game. I think the Bills are going to win. Okay. So I'm about to be differentiated a little bit there. All right. Last game. Um, Cowboys versus 49ers. I think you already said you're picking against the Cowboys. I am. Although I like this matchup. This is a, a classic. NFL I like card. it too. It's very historic, even though like these teams are so different from yeah. those Niners and Cowboys teams that like played each other back in the 90s all the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a fun color matchup. Mm-hmm. Sure, that matters. A lot of... They, I can already, like, sense a lot of pictures with, like, Joe Montana and uh, what's that other guy, Emmitt Smith. Is he the, is he the Cowboys receiver? You mean Troy Aikman? No. No, not Troy no. 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 The guy that, that, like, grabbed the football and put it on the star? Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. He played both teams.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Terrell Owens, though. Or Terrell? Nah, whatever. Anyway, um,
1: I'm picking the 49ers as well. It's got more to do with my love for the 49ers than my hate for the Cowboys. Um, I actually, you know what? I don't really dislike this Cowboys team that much. I don't either. Um... I think like a lot of, a lot of like, people in like, NFL fans dislike the Cowboys because they kind of get that reputation as being like a really obnoxious fan base. But so much bad stuff has happened to them in the last like decade or two. I feel like Cowboys fans have like, Really to- tone down their confidence. Yeah. I feel mean, like it's just like too many years where they're like, we're going to win the Super Bowl and they don't. Yeah. And I don't think they're that way anymore. I kind of like that, honestly. And,
0: I don't think he's that uh, good,
1: but I, I like him.
0: Uh, okay, okay. I got some, I got some problems with that.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't like his response well, to certain stuff. That's your business. So, like throwing his helmet down whenever his kicker kept making, missing field goals. Or extra points, which admittedly was funny. Um, but it's like a hilarious tweet. It was like, was, was a kicker thrown to his helmet when Dak threw an interception the whole season
0: long? It's a very good point. Was we'll he? I don't know. Maybe he was. We don't know. Um, so yeah, I'm picking the, the 49ers as well.
1: Um, we will see who gets more correct. We go. Alright. Any closing thoughts for the people before we go? Um, I really hope the Chiefs win for lots of reasons, but not least of which is I want to watch the rest of the weekend of football. Being happy. Yeah. Happy, and also I love the moral high ground where you can just sit there and be like, Chiefs are going to beat any of these We've already won. It doesn't matter who wins. Chiefs are going to beat them. Yeah. That was great this past weekend.
0: Oh, it was awesome.
1: Yeah. Watching like Bills and Bengals are like, these guys are scrubs. We're going to kill either one of them. It's true. I really hope we win as well. I'll be very disappointed if we do, like, a one-and-done in the playoffs. I don't think it will happen, but, again, I really think this Jags team is – they're frisky. They're very frisky.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like a cat. So we're going to have to come out. looking good in playoff form. I think we should win. But we'll just find out. All right. That's all I got. Go cheese. Go cheese. <laughs>
0: will be right there with closet you back To send the children night. Eh? Is it so frightening To have me to show thunder and lightning But before There are light on your tombstone I thank you
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Chiefs Bros. Subscribe to the show
0: on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Chiefs Bros. We'll talk to you later.